Hello everyone and happy Easter to all of you. This is Scott Lutz and today um, we are, for your Bible reading of the day, we're going to be in um, Ecclesiastes for your NIV 11, 1 through 10. We're getting close to the end of Ecclesiastes of finishing up that book. Then we'll go to Exodus 1, 1 through 22. Um, in your ESV, and then Luke 7, 1 through 50 in your ESV as well. So let's go ahead and read the scripture. Bread upon the waters. Cast your bread upon the waters, for after many days you will find it again. Give portions to seven, yes to eight, for you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. If clouds are full of water, they pour rain upon the earth. Whether a tree falls to the south or to the north, in the place where it falls, there will it lie. Whoever watches the wind will not plant. Whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. As you do not know the path of the wind or how the body is formed in a mother's womb, so you cannot understand the work of God, the maker of all things. Sow your seed in the morning and at evening, let not your hands be idle, for you do not know which will succeed, whether this is or that, or whether both will be equally well. Remember your Creator while young. Light is sweet and pleases the eye to see the sun. However many years a man may live, let him enjoy them all. But let him remember the days of darkness, for they will be many. Everything to come is meaningless. Be happy, young man, while you are young, and let your heart give you joy in the days of your youth. Follow the ways of your heart, and whatever you, your eyes see, but you know that for all these things, God will bring you judgment. So then, banish anxiety from your heart, and cast off the troubles of your body, for youth and vigor are meaningless. Okay, so um, next time we read the, uh, tomorrow, when we read out of Ecclesiastes, we'll be closing it up. So if you haven't figured it out yet, through the reading of Ecclesiastes, uh, the word meaning words meaningless are brought up a lot. And the reason why is not to depress us but to remind us that everything in this world is meaningless without God. So our, our very lives, everything that we do, everything is meaningless without God. So that's what Ecclesiastes is saying, and that um, without God, nothing is worth, worth it. So... It's directing us to focus on God and not necessarily on how the scripture makes us feel. Let's go ahead and head to your ESV Bible reading. Okay, so now we're in Exodus in the ESV. We're in Exodus 1, 1 through 22. And then uh, after that, we'll go to Luke 7, 1 through 50. So let's go ahead and read the scripture. We're starting with the book of Exodus today. Israel increases greatly in Egypt. These are the names of the sons of Israel who came to Egypt with Jacob, 
each with his household, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan and Naphtali, Gad and Asher, all the descendants of Jacob, were 70 persons. Joseph was already in Egypt. Then Joseph died and all his brothers and all that generation. But the people of Israel were fruitful and increased greatly. They multiplied and grew exceedingly strong, so that the land was filled with them. Pharaoh oppresses Israel. Now there arose a new king over Egypt, who did not know Joseph, and he said to his people, Behold, the people of Israel are too many and too, and too mighty for us. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, lest they multiply, and if war breaks out, they join our enemies and fight against us and escape from the land. Therefore they t set taskmasters over them, to afflict them with heavy burdens. They built for Pharaoh's store cities, Pithom and Ramses, but the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied, and the more they spread abroad. And the Egyptians were in dread of the people of Israel, so they ruthlessly made the people of Israel work as slaves, and made them their lives bitter with hard service, in mortar and brick, and in all kinds of work in the field." In all their work, they ruthlessly made them work as slaves. Then the king of Egypt said to, he, to the Hebrew midwives, one of them of whom was named Shif, Shifra, and the other Pua, when you serve a midwife to, to the Hebrew, when you serve as midwife to the Hebrew women and see them on the birth stool, if it is a son, you shall kill him, but if it is a daughter, you shall live. But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but let the male children live. So the king of Egypt called the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this and let the male children live? The midwives said to Pharaoh, Because, of he, of the, he, because the, the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are vigorous and give birth before the midwife comes to them. So God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very strong. And because the midwives feared God, they gave them family. He, God gave, he gave them families. Then Pharaoh commanded all his people, Every son that is born to the Hebrews you shall cast into the Nile, but you shall let every daughter live. Okay, let's go ahead and head to your New Testament reading. Okay, so now we're in your New Testament reading, Luke 7, 1 through 50. Uh, so let's go ahead and read the scripture. Jesus heals a centurion servant. After he had finished all, he, all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. Now a centurion had a servant who was sick at, and at the point of death, who was highly valued by him. When the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent to him elders of the Jews, asking him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they pleaded with him earnestly, saying, He is worthy to have you do this for him, for he loves our nation, and he is the one who built our synagogue. And Jesus went with them. When he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself. For I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Therefore, I did not presume to come to you, but to say 
the word and let my servant be healed. For I too am a man set under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned to the crowd that followed him. And turning to the crowd that followed him, he said, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. And when and those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the servant well. Jesus raises a widow's son. Soon afterward, he went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. As they drew near to the gate of, of town, behold, a man who had died with, was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a, and a considerable crowd for the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came up and touched the, bri the buyer, and the bearers stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak, at, and Jesus gave him his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him spread through the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. Messengers from John the Baptist. The disciples of John reported all these things to him and said, Come, calling to all his disciples to him, sent, sent them to the Lord, saying, Are you the one who is coming, is to come, or shall we look for another? And when the men had come to the hymn, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you, saying, Are you the one who is to, who is, give me a second, guys, I'm changing the page here, is to come, or shall we look for another? In that hour he healed many people of diseases and plagues and evil spirits, and on many who were blind he bestowed sight. And he answered them, Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, up. The poor have good news preached to them, and blessed is the one who is not offended by me. When John's messengers had gone, had gone, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? When, when, what then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing, behold, those who are dressed in splendid clothing and live in luxury are in king's courts. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written. Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. I tell you, among those born of women, none is greater than John. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. When all the people heard this, and the tax collectors too, they declared God just, having been baptized with the, bab with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and the lawyers rejected the purpose of God for themselves, not having been baptized by, by him. To what then shall I compare the people 
this generation and what are they like? They are like the children sitting in the marketplace calling to one another. We played a f- the flute for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not, and you did not weep. For the for John the Baptist had has come eating no bread and drinking no wine and you say he has a demon. The son of man has come eating and drinking and you say Look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by all her children. A sinful woman forgiven. One of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And behold, a woman of the city who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment. And standing beside him at his feet, wet weeping, she began to wet her, his feet with her tears, wipe them with the hair of, hair of her head, and kissed, kissed his feet, and anointed them with anointment. Now when the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, he said to them, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answered, said, answering said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he answered, Say it, teacher. A certain money lender had two de- debtors, and one owed five hundred denarii, and the other fifty. When you cannot, when he, when they cannot pay, he canceled the debt of both. How now which of them will love him more? Simon answered, The one I suppose for for whom he canceled the larger debt. And he said to him, You have judged rightly. Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but for, from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but he who is forgiven little loves little. And he said to you, to her, your sins are forgiven. Then those who were at table with him began to say more, say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Father in heaven, I just praise you. Thank you for uh, sending your son to die for us and to rise again today, Lord. We thank you for the resurrection today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a good day.